the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Abraham Lincoln warned that the philosophy of the schoolroom in one generation will be the philosophy of government in the next. Would you like to know what's being taught in today's classrooms? Welcome to Say What? with attorney Mark Schneider and Pastor George Roska Jr. They'll explore the issues facing children, parents, and society as a result of the public schools and the forces behind them. Say What is the radio program of Protect Our Kids, which seeks to inform and equip concerned citizens about the looming crisis in American education. So listen in as your hosts, Mark Schneider and George Roscoe Jr., unpack the issues and organizations affecting our children. And now here's your hosts, Mark Schneider and George Roscoe Jr. Hello, everyone. I'm George Roscoe. And I'm Mark Schneider. And we want to welcome you to today's episode 78 of Say What, where we talk about the threats to our children in the public school system, including the new public school orthodoxy. That's right, George. You know, few parents of kids in the public schools really know, or if they do, show concern for the worldview that has taken over our schools in the last, I don't know, five years or so. But an alien worldview has invaded our nation's schools. It comes in many guises, and because of that, it denies easily explanation. But like pornography, people know it when they see it. And its essential features include a number of beliefs that you and I have talked about on this program before. Well, we're going to unpack this new orthodoxy. And, and Mark, I think it's brilliant for you to use that term because we use things like, you know, ideology um, and words now like orthodoxy because they are important. We want parents to understand that this isn't education anymore. It's crossed that boundary a long time ago, and we're finally figuring it out. It has. I mean, and the word orthodoxy has legal effect, as does indoctrination. And that's why we felt it important to bring this up. It, it is a worldview being um, enforced upon our kids in the school system. So let's talk about some of the essential features of this new worldview. Here's the first one, George. Your reproductive biology is meaningless. Sex is a something assigned at birth, often wrongly. What? Say what? I mean, this is absolutely ridiculous, Mark. Mark, you're just uh, bringing about conspiracy theories and fear porn. And yet, George, in most of our conferences, we show parents proof yes. that this is actually what's being taught. Books like Who Are You? The, the King and King, Jacob's New Dress, the gender bred person, yeah. the gender unicorn. These are all teaching tools to enforce the lie that your sex is really meaningless. Yep. But gender, on the other hand, now that is something that's mysterious 
and fluid that has great importance. In fact, George, it's known only to the person defining it for himself, herself, verself, themselves, whatever the personal pronoun happens to be. Oh my goodness. I mean, uh, really fluidity is the new God. And that really stems out of queer theory where there is nothing stationary. There's nothing static. There's nothing objective. Everything is just fluid, changes over time, and that is the state of being. You're in a constant state of change. As soon as you say, I am this, you're wrong, at least according to queer theorists. Now, according to, to just gender ideology, uh, you know, as soon as you claim you're male or female, that's when you're wrong. But if you're anything else but that, then you're right. Yeah, and some some people might say, well, okay, this is people's personal beliefs, and they're free to believe what they want. But, George, it goes much deeper than that. Uh, POK was formed mainly as a result of the passage of Assembly Bill 3229, mm-hmm. which mandates that, quote, comprehensive sexuality education be taught in all California middle and high schools. It can't be taught, as we know, in elementary schools if the school district wants it to be taught there. And part of comprehensive sex ed is to tell children your gender is what you think it is. Your, your biological sex, that's something that we arbitrarily assign at birth. You get to decide what your gender identity is. So this is official policy now yep. in our school system and not just in California there are at least 22 other states that have comprehensive sexuality education on their books yep so what's the next one all right this one is sickening because this has been around now this idea and philosophy has been around now from the 40s and 50s led by a psychopath called Dr. Alfred Kinsey And he postulated that children are sexual beings from birth and deserving of its associated pleasures. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard to even say that, George. But once again, um, if you even a cursory examination of the curriculums that are being taught in our public schools today are encouraging children at younger and younger ages to participate in sexual pleasures. Some of the terms that they use, George, we don't feel comfortable even saying on this radio program or on our podcast. But adults, you can imagine, uh, you know, what these words are and what's being taught. But there's, there's absolutely no question that even in grade school now, kids are being encouraged to start exploring sexual pleasure. And then, Mark, here's the way that parents and concerned citizens need to understand this third topic we just mentioned, that of children being sexual from birth and deserving its associated pleasures. The topic of consent is another holy grail. I mean, consent should be a very easily taught topic. You can't consent to have sex if you're a minor, period. Don't do it. It's against the law, you know? And yet, Consent and the age of consent by the powers that be is slowly being eroded and taken down to lower and lower ages. We see that in Western countries, uh, especially in Western Europe. Um, but then in public schools, 
they talk about consent to grade school children, they and you do. see that word all over the place. That's right. What drives a person to talk to a child about consent? It's this philosophy right here that we were, we just mentioned. It is this new worldview. Well, you know, the, these are the sexual sort of aspects to the new worldview, but it goes, of course, George, deeper than that. Yep. Another tenant of this new ideology is that Western society is in a class struggle between oppressors and oppressed. This comes directly out of Marxism and the Frankfurt School, who were a group of neo-Marxists in the early 20th centuries who were invited by John Dewey to come to Columbia University once Hitler started taking over Germany. And this ideology started to uh, in- invade all our higher learning uh, academics, including Columbia Harvard, Brandeis, Princeton, Mm -hmm. and of course out here in California, Berkeley, teaching that Western society is inherently corrupt and that we are in a class struggle between those who are oppressors who tend to be light-skinned people and those who are oppressed that unfortunately tend to be dark-skinned people. This is what's taught in our school system today. And this is more and more prevalent and parents have gotten to see this now you know post covid with zoom classes this is real it is happening everywhere this is what we call critical race theory and it's 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 now the law in california under ethnic studies which uh, high schoolers uh, at a minimum have to learn this stuff in order to graduate um, from from high school but it gets worse yet george uh, number 5 Moral authority is conferred upon those who lay claim to overlapping spheres of victimhood, what's called intersectionality. And this one gets crazy because, number one, I've always asked myself, who gets to decide on that wheel of intersectionality what categories get placed there? And it's... It's not people like us. It's these elites, academics who you know are part of the intelligentsia, and and they can they come up with that arbitrarily. Yeah, you alluded to these teaching tools now that are being used in public schools across the country that show these very uh, you know uh, complex charts and wheels to show these different areas of essentially victimhood, mm-hmm. right? And the more areas of victimhood that you can identify with, and by the way, self-identify with, the more moral authority that is conferred upon you and the less responsibility that you have for either your personal or society's woes. For just a couple of examples, if you're a white woman and you're a lesbian, well, congratulations, you can lay claim to being a victim. But if you're a black woman and a lesbian, well, you, now you've got two areas of overlapping victimhood. So now you have more moral authority. Um, are you uh, in an economic strata that, that is not what you think it should be? Now you have yet another area of victimhood that you can lay claim to. The idea being that the more areas of victimhood that you can self-identify with, the moral, more moral authority that is conferred upon you. And, and that's just absolutely bogus. It's nuts. It's crazy. 
Um, and yet it's being and, taught. And yet this is what's being taught. I mean, the, the common person, um, can see right through this. Parents, concerned citizens, we need to stand up and do something about it. Well, it's not over yet, George, because the last tenant is that Western civilization was built on false premises and is irredeemably racist. And because of that, it must be dismantled. So again, this is taught in critical race theory. Uh, You and I, in our conferences and speaking engagements, we show very real examples of, of curriculums that teach this. This is one of the uh, leading principles of this new ideology that is being taught, not only in our public school system, but across our culture. And, and, and race is such a huge part even of that wheel of intersectionality. It really is. Um, that you mentioned, Mark. But he, I think here's the struggle for, for people like us who, who see through all of this is these people who have created all of this, right? They've spent decades in academia forming language, forming thought, forming their philosophies, uh, creating boundless amount of books and webinars and seminars, but we're barely trying to catch up or just keep up with figuring out what it is the other side is. We don't have names for them. We don't have yet a, a structure on how to basically agree upon using the same words of classifying and categorizing these things. So I think over the last five years, I think that's been our struggle, really coming up with that. And what I like about what you've done here, Mark, is you've just pulled all of this stuff together, regardless of how different it might seem, but you're you're showing how the orthodoxy at the root of each of these six things that you just presented, no matter how vastly different topic from each other it is. It's all stemming from someplace. It is. And we should probably mention, George, that uh, the stuff that we're talking about today um, comes from an article that uh, we recently had published in The American Thinker on September 7th, uh, which addresses these issues. And what we point out in the article is that naming this worldview uh, is is a challenge. Mm-hmm. Many consider it merely another form of Marxism, and people have written and talked about that. Um, a related contender is this term critical theory. Uh, that's a term that's known by higher academics, people that study it, but it's not a term that is really known by the, the lay person in society. Of course, critical theory was invented by Marx's Frankfurt School disciples, and this has spawned a myriad of other power-dominated ideologies, like ones we've already mentioned. Mm -hmm. Critical race theory comes from critical theory. Queer theory, or what we call sex and gender theory, comes from critical theory, and others too numerous to cite. So, George, lacking some agreed-upon term, there is a term that culture seems to be recognizing as sort of a catch-all label for everything that we have talked about. And that term, of course, is... Wokeism. 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 And, and I think for our listeners, if you just remember wokeism and power-dominance ideologies... Because under wokeism, every one of those six things that Mark and I just mentioned, it, it has to deal with looking at this world, worldview, your lens, right? Everything is about power. It is. 
And so that is the key, wokeism and power. Just remember that, and that will just help kind of unlock the, the mystery of, of all of their premises. Now, of course, there may be some of our listeners out there thinking, well, you know, these are uh, pretty outlandish claims, you know, the, 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 these crazy ideologies. Uh, wh- where's the proof that this is actually being taught? Well, George, as we both know, the evidence abounds that it's being taught, and we'll just give a number of samples. Uh, first introduced in New York, BLM-inspired curriculums. And by the way, the founders of BLM, uh, by their own admission, are trained Marxists. They teach school kids to challenge the nuclear family at, and to resist, quote, white culture and to free themselves from the tight grip of heteronormativity. Say what? What is heteronormativity? Yeah. That, well, basically that <laughs> means that if you're comfortable in your biological sex, then that's a bad thing. You need to resist that. Cis heteronormativity. Yes. Ooh. Yep. Here's another example. In Minnesota, uh, there's a plan to fire light skinned teachers for unrepresented minority groups. In fact, the Minneapolis Federation of Teachers have a new contract that they're putting into place where they write, if accessing, meaning laying off a teacher who is a member of a population underrepresented among licensed teachers in the site, the district shall access the next least senior teacher who is not a member of an underrepresented population. Say what? So if you can't lay claim to some victim identities and intersectionality, you may be on the chopping block for a job as a teacher in the state of Minnesota. Isn't that against federal law? Should be. Should be. Here's another example, George. Schools in Illinois teach grade schoolers to celebrate the transgender flag, break the gender binary, binary established by, quote, white colonizers, and practice using Z, Zer, and Tree pronouns. In fact, across the nation, children are taught to deny their biology and embrace a spectrum of made-up sexual identities. I, I think these people are so infatuated by, by white people we're giving white people too much credit. We're not that smart. I agree. <laughs> I certainly agree with that. I mean, every time I read something about white colonizers, I mean, the, these guys are responsible for everything uh, in this world. Yeah, that, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, it gets worse, George. In California, state law now requires that boys' bathrooms now have tampon dispensers. Say what? This is the Menstrual Equity Act. In fact, gender dysphoria has become a social contagion, with school officials encouraging troubled children to get puberty blockers, cross-sex hormone treatment, often without parental consent. Uh, This is absolutely ridiculous. Boys do not need tampons. In Nevada, uh, William Clark, a high schooler of mixed race, was told on pain of not graduating to, quote, label and identify his gender, racial, and religious identities, then determine the areas of, quote, privilege and oppression, and to unlearn his family's Judeo-Christian beliefs. Say what? Yeah, that happened in Nevada. So it's not just in crazy California. This is happening everywhere. And of course, George, supporting all this is what we call the hegemonic power of woke 
teachers unions mm-hmm. like the NEA, the American Federation of Teachers, the California Teachers Associations, who were working in concert with powerful groups like Planned Parenthood, SICUS, GLSEN, and the Human Rights Campaign, all advancing the same worldview. So there's a big collusion going on. There is indeed. So this begs the question, George, what can we do? What can parents do about this? What can be done? Because all of this is happening, by the way, at taxpayer expense. Yes. Yes, we have to do something. So first, parents of school-age children have to assert themselves in their children's educational lives. And look what happens when we do that, Mark. Yeah, the earthquake in Loudoun County, Virginia. Exactly. Where parents discover what their kids were learning And they overturned the governor's race in there. Terry McAuliffe was expected to win, and then he made the statement, parents should leave the education of their children to the professionals, which Glenn Youngkin made a campaign issue, and he won the election. That needs to happen all over the country. Parents need to start asserting themselves in their kids' education. And parents, another piece of good news is Moms for Liberty is an organization out there that's helping parents run for school boards. And and I think their candidates around the country are winning like in over two-thirds of the cases. Yeah, it's a great organization. Yep. So that's one thing parents that parents absolutely need to be doing. The second thing, George, is that responsible citizens need to make public education a priority in their voting decisions. Yes, yes, yes. This is critical. So, for example, school choice initiatives must greatly expand to end what is a government monopoly. And voters have to carefully vet what candidates stand for. What are their voting histories? Exactly. What do they believe in? Um, To the school district, to the state house, and voters cast your ballots accordingly. All right. And third and finally, what else can parents do? This is an important one. Courts must take parental rights seriously and start asserting the Constitution's prohibition on state-mandated orthodoxies. Bingo. And here's some, here, there's some good news, George, because the Supreme Court has a long history of upholding the rights of parents to control the upbringing of their children. There are some famous cases that go back to the early 20th century, Meyer v. Nebraska, Pierce v. Society of Sister Sisters, and a more recent case, famous case, Washington v. Glucksburg that happened in 1997, all saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. Parents, you're in charge. Lower courts have not been as friendly, unfortunately. There was a famous case in out of Massachusetts in the First Circuit called Brown v. Hot, sexy, and safer. And then, of course, the infamous case out of the Ninth Circuit, Fields versus Palmdale School District, which said, in essence, parents, you lose your right right to control the upbringing of your children when you drop them off at the school door. Say what? The only way that's going to change, George, is if courts start taking parental rights Seriously, they have to do that. And fortunately, we have an accommodating uh, Supreme Court these days. And so we are looking at, at POK for plaintiffs who think their constitutional rights are being violated by some of the things that we've mentioned here today. We have an incident report you can fill out on our website. 
because we think the time to challenge this state-sponsored orthodoxy is now. As the famous case of Board of Education versus Barnett said, they concluded, Justice Robert Jackson, if there's any fixed star in our constitutional constellation, it is that no official, high or petty, can prescribe what shall be orthodox in politics, nationalism, religion, or other matters of opinion, including teachers enforcing their worldview on our public school kids. Amen, Mark. Parents, concerned citizens, uh, this is all the time we have for today, but you just heard this is the new orthodoxy in public schools. You have to stand up against it. Uh, Join POK uh, by going on our website, getting yourself informed and educated, hitting the, the request a speaker button if you want Mark or I to come out and speak to your parent group, to your local church, local organization, um, or even hitting the donate button uh, and being a generous uh, donor and supporter of the POK 501c3 ministry. Um, so uh, please uh, do all of those things, stand up, get involved in your ch- children's education, and hopefully we can turn this ship around. Until next time on Say What? You've been listening to Say What, the radio ministry of Protect Our Kids, where they seek to inform and equip concerned citizens about the crisis in American public education and the forces working against our children. Join us at this same time every Saturday as attorney Mark Schneider and Pastor George Rosca Jr. unpack the issues so that we can better safeguard our nation's children. For more information about this program or Protect Our Kids, email the show at info at protectourkidsnow.org. That's info at protectourkidsnow.org. And join Mark and George right here next week at this same time for another episode of Say What? Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.